Hello and welcome to the Meet Your Species podcast. My name is Heath and I'm coming to you from the future. It is 2020 today, but this podcast was recorded in 2014. So just like the last one, this is part of our vintage series. And uh, with that comes the mm, subpar uh, video and audio uh, abilities of the day because I was just didn't know what I was doing. So uh, having said that, it was still a very fun podcast and I hope you do enjoy. Today we have a guest named Sarah Bess. Sarah Bess was a, an actress, among other things, in Atlanta who I met and is a lovely person. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Uh, I had a lot of fun filming it. She's a lovely person and I hope you'll enjoy. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, welcome to the podcast, Sarah Bess. Thank you. To any of the listeners, um, just so you know, if you like this podcast and want to support it, or you want to support NewRule.org, uh, you can go to Patreon slash Patreon.com, I think forward slash Heat Street. And that is where you can uh, give recurring donations if you so choose. All of it will go back into uh, supporting all of these different things and helping me do more of this. And yep, so thank you, but no worries, and enjoy. All right. All right. So welcome. Thank you. Uh, let's dive in, shall we? Okay. Shall we? Shall we? Yes, uh, we shall. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's start with, what was your childhood like? Help everyone get to know you. A okay. Well, I was raised in the military. My dad was Air Force. So my childhood consisted of moving um, a lot. Not as much as a lot of other military families. You have to move every two years. We were fortunate that we got to kind of stay in some places for about seven years, eight years. Um, but it does definitely contribute to a lot of who I am now, just being able to talk to people, make friends easily, things like that. Um, but also, you know, there's always that where do I fit in kind of vibe, like For sure. figuring out where home is and things like that. So, Would you say, uh, you know, as you go through life and meet people that didn't grow up with that, were there some things you realized that you think a little bit differently because of your experiences? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like changed Change doesn't quite scare me as much, I think, as most people. It seems like, or like moving and things like that, those mm-hmm. almost to a point where I do it too often. <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I'll just go. It's like, but no, I need to stay put for a little bit and like <laughs> flush this out or whatever. But um, that, and then you really kind of see like different, like how much we all are really alike, I f- if. There's the same type of person in every place um, that might like the same things. And you kind of get to see, like, yes, we're all unique and we want to think that we're, like, all different and unique. Just creative snowflake. Right, that we're all that. But as unique as we all are, we're also a lot alike. And so I feel like there's a, a, like a connection to each other that we have because of that I felt like I saw that a lot earlier and just like mm-hmm. realizing that we're all people we all have the same feelings and we all have the same like desires at the core at the root I mean of course there's differences but, yeah yeah um, we're all we're basically all, the same we're all basically the same yeah I like that alright so um, is there, are there any uh experiences you've been called where that sort of contributed to either a revelation. In other words, like an experience that happened that made you be like, oh, and you've been able to help share that with other people. Um, yeah, several. Yeah? <laughs> Care to share? It's okay. Um, yeah, I feel like... Sometimes you don't say any names or anything. But... Well, yeah, um, a revelation. I've had multiple that made me look at the world differently multiple different times. Um, sometimes in spiritual aspects, come very spiritual, especially in my like later, late, mid to late twenties. Um, which then, because of that, 
helped me look at humanity a little differently again. And um, going back to like, it kind of started my intrigue into like mind science and like paying it forward and things like that. And that connectiveness that we all have to each other. And that if I am my best, then others are going to be their best because I'm giving that energy. And so I guess it kind of sparked my whole um, interest in humanity and becoming more of a humanitarian in a sense and okay. giving back to others and like spreading that out Definitely. in different ways and how, I guess, the question is a specific thing. That, at one point in my late 20s, I started a company called Women in Yard Sale, mm. which was kind of started just because of that. Like, I had some resources available to me, and I um, wanted to make t-shirts, wanted to help friends who were artists um, develop, like, a little more courage in their, like, art and give them a, give them a platform to see that it could be a business instead of just the art and and um they were younger than me um, about six years younger and they were young women and I, I wanted to help them cultivate that confidence in themselves and something they love and so like one semester one of the girls wasn't able to afford to go to school and she was really upset about it um and rightfully so you know yeah. and she just said like her and her sister were really close, and she's like, well, this semester, my sister's going to go to school, and then I'll be the one who makes more of the money. And so that it's, it's a really sweet thing that they flip-flopped like that for each other, oh, like to help. Nice. Yeah, and so they were definitely like a team, and that aspect also reminded me of my sister and I's relationship because we're extremely close. So I had the resources available, and I had a desire to... Um, start a company anyways, and so I was like, all right, well, this is when... <laughs> This is now I'm starting it so that you have something to do. I will, you will be my intern and I will nice. start this and we'll put your art on t-shirts and see how it goes. And it went, it was um, a short run and we did it for two years and it did pretty well. We, we sold um, the t-shirts to a couple different like films. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the girls really became excited about their art, which they already were, but then they um, found ways to start marketing themselves more as artists and things like that. So that was really cool. Um, they were no longer obviously interns for me. So, mm -hmm. but since then, they one of them went and started her own business, which really? was really cool. Yeah. What was it? Um, it was something with her artwork. I think it she was doing. Um, Ceramics of some sort, and then or no jewelry. jewelry. One okay. of the sisters was doing jewelry, and the other one just started doing ceramics. But they got very savvy, and I'd like to hope that I contributed in kind of showing them that it's achievable, it can happen, and things like that. And nice. Yeah. So. Do you, Do you know the name of like so you can plug them? Plug them? I don't. Um, Alright, well, we'll, we'll totally. I'll put find it. out. I'll look on Instagram and. It'll be in the video on YouTube of this podcast. Yes. And I'll put it in the description of the podcast. Yes, please do because they're awesome. They're <laughs> so like two of the most incredibly creative, creative minds that just beautiful. Everything it's just people that you're like, wow, how did you think that? <laughs> and then you made it into art that we can all enjoy. So. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You said thought science, mind science. Oh what yeah, mind science. What like, is that? um, it's what you think. It's kind of along the lines like what you think you will see that will be the world that you create. Kind of okay. That um, we co-create with the divine or God or what whatever mm -hmm. you prescribe to is the universe or an energy that we're co-creating like our universe, what we're experiencing, and so. Um, I like that because the responsibility is given to us to be better. And I'm sorry. That's okay. Phone calls happen. No, I just made a mistake. You did not. Where is my phone? Oh. Your jacket, your cool jacket. Cool thrift store jacket. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I was looking, I was like, I need that jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do need a coat, so I've been like... Um, so you're eyeing my jacket? I've been eyeing everyone's jackets. I had breakfast with my friend Ben this morning, and um, I was like, looking at his jacket, we're sitting there after breakfast, just kind of talking outside, and I was like, where'd you get your jacket? Cool jacket, like, bro. Yeah, I was like, that was a I like that. It's like, so, like my jacket. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, I actually was looking at that one. Kind of like that. Can I try it on? And I was like, so he like took it off. I tried it on. I was like, yeah, this is this is the kind of coat I need. Yeah. So this is this is my jacket now. Yeah. This, bye. It's good to see you. Thanks for breakfast and the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Um. Yeah. So I like that one. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um. <laughs> uh, I like fashion. See, I'm talking about fashion and art and things that I'm interested in. Clothing, right? Clothing. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk about um, impactful people or experiences that help shape the way you think. Okay. Um, impactful people. I have a friend who impacted me quite a bit as far as to, I, I'm also, um, I believe, as far as you know what what thoughts we put in our mind like things like the whole mind science thing mm -hmm. i also believe like food that we put in is important because it's our body it's it our becomes vehicle you, right? it becomes us so i'm not going to say that i'm like so always healthy that i don't have my oreos that <laughs> i really like to eat or you know things like that sometimes you're just like oh i'm gonna have like this it's worth it yeah it's life you know, you need to have it all. Yeah. Balance is the key. But he, um, is a friend of mine who, his name's Liddell, and he is an herbologist. And we met about three, four years ago. And he, it was in a time where I was like, I need, um, I really want someone to help me become healthier. Like, be, like, that knows, that's very, like, knowledgeable about health and, and, can teach me and be my guru essentially mm -hmm. and so your guru my guru yeah. <laughs> and i met my favorite and it's, his name's Liddell hill and um <laughs> it started off where he i also hadn't been very active i was always as a child like really into sports and stuff and so early 20s you know you figure out how to take care of yourself and mm -hmm. get to school and also pay bills and so that became something more important at that time than me you know, going on runs. I don't know. So anyways. It happens. It just happened. So it was great because I met Liddell and then he um, started training me. Really? Yeah, he was my trainer. And um, we would go meet at this park and I would run and he would start teaching me about different muscles in my body and the, just all these different things. And also, while he was doing that, he was like, I just created this drink called Juice. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, so if you're going to train with me, you're going to drink this meal replacement that I made called juice. And I was like, all right. And so he sends me home with a half gallon of juice. Half gallon? Yeah. Okay. So. So what is juice? So exactly. So juice is raw food in a bottle. It's like a, it's like a salad almost. This is the way I can explain it. It's over 45 different fruits, vegetables, nuts, and herbs, not finely blended, but chunky, that you can chew, and it's a meal replacement. Okay. Yeah. So you get some of the fiber, all the nutrients. Mm -hmm. All the digestible fibers, proteins, um, complex carbohydrates, everything stuff. you need, all the good stuff. So he sends me home with this. First time I'm drinking it, I'm in my kitchen after he also, like, beat me up in this run like he's a hard ass like I was like I would come home and my legs would be like wobbly like jello after doing all these like lunges and stuff and I'd be like okay I guess that's juice so I did that and um I poured it and it's really chunky and I was pouring in a glass and I was looking at it I was like oh my god what am I doing what am I doing and I was like this looks like vomit <laughs> And I was like, what is this? And I was like, just, this is what he said to do. I trust him. Like, I'm already looking a lot better from 
the training. Trust your furu. Trust my furu, because I asked for him and he came, you know. <laughs> so I did, and it was really, like, really, really, really good. And so I just started drinking it because it actually tastes good. And it did what he said it would do. Like, it started kind of toning my body, and I felt really good. And since it's raw, um, you know, I had a lot more energy because the whole raw food movement is kind of so that you're not, you're getting those live enzymes and stuff. And so you're mm -hmm. naturally like getting that and energy and you're not spending your body's energy, like breaking it down quite as much and right. you get all more vitamins. And So is it, it's not pasteurized, right? No, it's not pasteurized. Okay. And that's what usually kills a lot of the enzymes. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. That's okay. really cool. So then I started doing that and, um, he, through being a train, a great trainer, and then also um, through being like someone who got me to drink this drink that I didn't know, <laughs> but <laughs> he became just like a great friend. And so, awesome. I would show up at like farmers markets and help him sell the cheese and things like that. And then I lived off of it. There was a one point where like that was, I I went really strict with like okay, he said to drink. This is two meals of the day, and then have one one meal that's normal. And I did that, and I was like, primo health. And then mm -hmm. got accompanied by just like his life philosophies and the time that we spend together, like when we work out and the things that we talk about. And just he was he's definitely been someone who always, you know, even in my like a million, a little oh, that's awesome. date. I won't say million, but dating time. I'm like testing the waters of dating he was like he would like talk to me about that he's like why are you you know he'd be a good friend through it all and he always his perspectives were always he's also very spiritual we're always like what i needed to hear to keep myself at a standard in so many ways of life and i feel blessed that i have some like a friend like that awesome. and a person like that who's that strong and does a million great things for so many people like developing this product, but then even just he gives so much, and it always reminds me when I look at him as a person. Like, oh yeah, that's my friend, and that's how you do it. Cool. Mm -hmm. I love finding those. They're so hard to find, but those people that are so stable and solid and know who they are, mm -hmm. and they know right from wrong, and they're not afraid to say it. Mm -mm. That's it's just so hard to find. It's very hard to find, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But it's. I don't hard. know what that is. I don't know why, but. I think because there's so many things in life that I think that we can say we want to be a good person and there's so many things then that tempt us to do other things, our weaknesses, and it takes really sometimes the sacrifice or whatever it is to be like, of not instant gratification or whatever it is, mm -hmm. whatever that, even your bullshit story you told me before we started this, <laughs> which I love, but like, that's kind of the same thing is like, don't prescribe to the bullshit because you can get to the top quickly. And yeah, yeah. But some people who don't prescribe to it, they, there's a wisdom to that. There's a, a patience. There's a, a, and then through that, there's a deep knowing of self. You know, not a lot of people want to wait for all that anyway because it's hard. It's not it's easy. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's few of those people. That's my mm -hmm. philosophy. I like that. Developed here in Captain. Hey, right it's now. It's a wonderful. What is this, a quilt? It is a quilt. Mm -hmm. It's my new quilt. I really like it. I'm super excited. <laughs> it is beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah, I also kind of think that the huge amount of information that we get it comes in. Mm. It, Especially since a lot of it comes in the form of blogs or people's opinions, especially mm -hmm. on TV. I feel like that... So we have this thing called the memory nerve. Mm -hmm. Might be familiar, but if anyone's listening, if you're not... Memory nerve. It's essentially uh, when you see someone performing an act like, say, playing sports or porn or anything, mm -hmm. your brain lights up just as if you're doing it. Mm. So what that means essentially is that when you're reading an article that you agree with, your brain lights up as if you're... You did it. Exactly, or you thought it, but I'm starting to think that maybe all of that opinion, that directed, that sounds like a logical train of thought, that doesn't actually mean it's correct. It just means it's a well thought out paradigm. And mm. I think I think that's affecting us. 
because there's so much opinion out there. There's so much information and it's impossible to process it all. So finding those people that are actually able to think things all the way through mm -hmm. without letting themselves get caught up in the propaganda yeah. of just because it's hard to know a massive amount of information. Mm -hmm. There's too many voices. There's too many. Well, I think I don't think there's too many. I think we just need to learn how to to filter it appropriately. Exactly. Like what works. It's like that's great. What works for me and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Or what is truth and what is opinion. I'm fine with everybody having opinions. Just please label appropriately because. Right. If you haven't well, experienced, I don't it, know if humans have ever done that. Yeah, but I arguably, mean, but we have the internet. We have everything we need. There's no reason anymore. Before you were stuck with the people around you, and that's it. So I don't blame anybody before the internet, really. Like, Fair enough. Okay. I don't know. It was a smaller window to look through, so you had the kind of you. Twas. <laughs> truth might have seemed. Like you yeah. could see it. And Hysteria, now that sounds legit. Yeah, doctor said it's good. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Phrenology, slavery, <laughs> it's all good. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving back to you. Oh. So, any other uh, wonderful, impactful experiences with people? Um, yeah, I mean, that probably most recent, um, because that caught, all of that caused a huge shift in my life. My, my It's changed. Not only, like, I feel like if you change your health, um, it changes your attitude, it changes your mindset, it changes so many things. And How do you think that is? Because... Or for you, at least. For, why? For me? Yeah. Um, just because I, I might have gotten in, like, a rut or, you know, just, like, it just, it shows a discipline that I needed at the time, too. Because, okay, I can keep doing this, like, if I keep doing this every day and I, I see results... And if I do that, my body and and then it's I feel good and then I have this extra confidence. If I do that there, then I can do that in other areas, and I'll see results. Um, nice. So yeah, that was one thing. Good deal. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let us talk about the present. Okay. So, what's your life like right now? My life right now is. Um, well, let's see. I act. That's a huge part of my life. It's a huge ambition. Um, my life right now is too. I recently kind of let go of my more stable jobs in the sense of like lots of responsibility at work, um, mm -hmm. being like a manager of a store and then having that company that um, my sister and I started in the yard sale. We closed that down and kind of took all these things that were like distracting me from not distracting healthy distractions but still like not letting a lot of the time to focus on my acting and things like that um, and that creative side of the brain that you have to use I was doing a lot of business so I um, kind of let all that go and so now I'm really starting to saturate myself in the acting community um, here in Atlanta uh, the film community, all aspects of it. Um, I'm taking a couple writing courses. Okay. So I'm really excited about that, like screenwriting. And I really have always been fascinated with the world of film and that's medium of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to learn every facet of it. I like it. I mean, that's the best way to do it, right? Yeah. Learn everything makes you I better. I want to learn everything, so that's kind of where I am. I'm cool. Just studying that a little. Are there any issues, maybe in any of those fields or any other in things that are kind of bugging you? Um, in that field, I think. Um, there, I think there's issues in any field. There's like certain things. I think that. There's nothing that's, I think, is, how do I say it, is that important in that field? Like, I don't, okay. to me, like, I think my idea of that is, there's, I'm stumbling on this question. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are bigger things outside of that industry for me personally. Okay. Like, so like, um, 
like things that I want to give back to. Like, um, I have a huge, I want like mentoring um, young women and things like that is something that I've always been interested in and like food and things like that. So, um, like last year I went to like during Christmas when did a food drive and things like that. And so those are the issues that I typically kind of like to be hands-on maybe and proactive with. For sure. Yeah. So what, um, let's just take one and dive in. Okay. Um, Do you have a top one? Top one, I really, um, children, like mentoring children, I think it's very important because they are our future. So I've always um, kept up with the girls that I like interned with me and checking on them and seeing how they've been doing, what their progress has been. And that's something that um, I want to, in this new year, continue to do more of. And I've been looking into different nonprofits to kind of help volunteer and do things like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a little bit of, um, I kind of, talked a little bit about this is um, possibly opening up Lemonade Art Sale again and restructuring it so that I could give some profit to different nonprofits. So Okay. What um what is it about children and, and I'm assuming specifically young women mm -hmm. that's so important to you? I think that um, probably because when I was growing up I might have needed a little bit more mentoring like someone who was not super, like a whole lot older than me, but someone who was a couple years older that had, that was different. I was very eccentric and very rebellious and very artistic. And I think that I might've really benefited having someone earlier on, like a Liddell that was, or you know, that was like, hey, no, <laughs> you don't do that. Like, you're, that's not, you're better than that. Or, like, push yourself a little harder there. But I, I, um, I just kind of didn't, so I, the little wildflower thing that floated around made some good choices, but some made some, ultimately not the best. And so I think that's why it's important, because those are such influential, like, years, um, like, adolescence. Mm -hmm. And being around the right people and people who nurture you and that's why I, I like to help people kind of in that age where you can easily get lost if you're not because you're you're not listening to your parents quite as much because I definitely I got lost um, around my early 20 late teens early 20s and it wasn't until years a couple years later that I started to be around people who didn't help me stay lost and pull me down and who were like made me accountable for things and stuff like that and um so that's part of the reason why i've always or recently think it's really important definitely um you said you help with some nonprofits. oh no i i'm looking into it i've been researching a lot of um different ones that I wanted to get involved with and some of them were helping girls and young like families that came from domestic abuse and then looking into also helping girls um, coming out girls and boys coming out of um, sex trafficking because Atlanta has that's one of my that's another one of mine um, that really that so yeah it's crazy is that Atlanta has what, it's the biggest hub for like distributing in America. Yeah, that in America, like, what, top six, top five in the world. Mm -hmm. It's something atrocious. That's... The worst part is, is that it's not actually in Atlanta. It's just that our airport Port. is mm -hmm. so, I guess, loose. I don't, I don't know how to describe it because I don't really understand what the problem. I is. think the security is too flexible. There's not enough questions asked. And well, why is TSA so much, and then they can't take care of this? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I guess. I guess. I just feel like it's not that hard. You look at what other airports that don't have this problem are doing, you look at other airports that did have this problem and fixed it are doing, and then you try and find a solution that works for it. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be that hard. But maybe maybe I'm missing something. 
I don't think that the problem is even at the airport. Yeah. I don't. I think because the people who do that are so manipulative and have manipulated the people that they're made the victim that when they're in the airport, there's so much going on that there's not, it's hard to identify that that's what that is. Yeah. Do, do you know, are they going just on normal airplanes and flying? Like they could be sitting next to you and you? And you think it's a father and a daughter, you know, think things like that. Well, I can see how that would be more complicated then. Yeah, because it's... How do you identify it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the way to do that is to educate, like, children on, like, self-worth and different things. Like, like because people who... But are they coming from America? They're coming from other countries. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... And sometimes... Hard, in, yeah. It's hard for us to educate people in other countries. Yes. Totally. But I think that they're coming from all over. Like, I don't know. I, I think it goes... Always, even people get kidnapped here, and there's also a lot of prostitution too that's in, that goes on here. And that was. How do you feel on prostitution? How do I feel about it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, obviously, forced is yeah, not good. right. Um, like it's that's kind of the education that I'd like to give because then I was a couple of years ago watched this documentary um, about prostitution in New York, and it was funny because I was living in New York at the time, and it showed one of the high, most like highly saturated streets uh, that had prostitution and I was living on that one of those streets oh. and it was in Brooklyn and I was like oh that's this cute. sucks that's, that's <laughs> what that I mean I saw it obviously yeah. and then I was like oh that's what that is <laughs> Uh, is it weird oh. watching a documentary and be like that's the street I, I yeah I was like oh three streets shit Nice. Yeah. Excuse my French. Um, but yeah. So I was just like, yeah. Um, that was that was something too. And so mentoring. And no, we can't necessarily go all, always to the other country mentor. But there are programs set up for, you know, outreach in other countries. And I think that it's just, I don't know. I feel like for me personally, I would like to stay in the United States and help things here because I feel like a lot of Americans, we want to go overseas and mm-hmm. do things and help the world over there. But there's a lot of things that can be done here. And so Definitely. it's just finding what that is. Well, I feel like there's a good argument to be made for why to focus here. And it's, it's home. Well, beyond that, though, mm-hmm. if you want to fix something about your life, it's usually helpful to start looking within, right? Fix mm-hmm. your own self so that you can be a good example mm-hmm. for others. Be that rock or that, right. that solid person. So wouldn't it make sense for us as a country to set a good example first? Mm-hmm. Especially since all these economies are rising mm-hmm. and trying to mimic us. That scares me. And I see yeah. like India and uh, um, Brazil and all these, and China trying okay. to westernize. Because, I mean, the path we've set isn't really sustainable. Not for everyone to do that. No. No. It's, no. So they're trying to copy us. <laughs> That's like, I, sometimes I feel like countries are like children uh, in a different level oh, yeah. collectively. Yeah. So if we're, I don't know, I'm going to say we went through a rebellious phase. We had rich grandparents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. And now we're waking up and we're like, like oops. Maybe. The trust fund's about to be gone. <laughs> uh, I don't want to grow up. The analogy for, oh, I got to put a tie on them. We're accountable for this, yeah. or whatever that is. Corset? No, that's not. No. no. Stop. No. See, fa- I no. think fashion, that's my analogy. Button up. Get ready to go to work. Get fancy. Get ready to work. That's interesting. I like that analogy. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, are there any other things? I feel like it's impossible for everyone to know everything, right? So, yeah. just from your perspective, from the things you've observed, especially since you did move around a lot as a mm-hmm. child, what have you noticed besides uh, mentoring young children that seems like something we should pay more attention to? Um, or have you noticed? I mean, maybe there's not. I, I mean, I think that. 
I mean, yeah, that's one of the bigger things to me. Education, all those things. Education, actually, that is a huge, huge thing. And that kind of can be put into mentoring in a way, not completely, but our education. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all these things. Um, children in the middle, mm -hmm. education, food, mentoring. Um, Aren't the kids always in the middle? It isn't, yeah. But yeah, I think it, education in America, that's something that I think that we should put more value on. And I learned that especially, and we, we moved my junior high school from Northern Virginia, and there's a great um, public school system up there, and I I was held, like it had every state, yeah, and it had all the state of the art equipment. We we're right outside of DC, okay. and it had like not all of Virginia though is like that because when I was sixteen, I also did this um, program with the state of Virginia where we did an exchange student. Oh really? Um, yeah, for different parts of Virginia. Because also some parts are... I've never heard of that. Different parts of Virginia? Yeah. It was real... Because Northern Virginia is so... I mean, it's like a metropolitan because it's right outside of D.C. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of Virginia is very rural and, um, and then it has the mountains. So if you go like more west, it um, is very different. Two different worlds. So... When I was 16, uh, with the state representative, or state delegate, she had organized this thing where she wanted um, kids at the same grade level to do an exchange program so that we could go there and see what their school experience is like and they could come and see what ours was like and what we're exposed to. And what um, I actually saw was their equipment that they had was... So you got to be exchanged with yeah, someone else? Okay. Yeah, we switched. So I hosted um, a girl. What's her name? I think it was Krista. Yeah, somebody was Krista. Yeah. Um, so I went and stayed with her for a week, and she came and stayed with me for a week. And then we would go to school and shadow each other. Like, I would go to her classes. She would go That's to my... cool. And you also made friends. And right? we made friends. It was really cool. We had a, a great time. And... Um, but their equipment and the things that they had available to them were so dated. Their science labs were from like, hadn't been like remodeled since the 50s. 50s? Like it was bad. And there were parts of, and I was talking to her and they were like, there's certain people who come to school here, like not everyone, but at like a select three or four that didn't have electricity. Wow. Like, Wild so, in the United States because they were that poor. That's intense. It was super intense. I was like, "What?" Man. Like. I mean, it makes sense. It's a big country. There's like 330 million people that we know of, but still. Like that's intense. That was in two. Like what was that? 2001. It was wild. Um. So that stood out. Because I'm like, well, we're definitely not getting the same education because you go up to where I was in school and we had like, I mean, we had like state of the art, like it's, it became a magnet school at one point. So all this money was pumped in and we had like a dental program where you could learn how to be a dental hygienist. In high school? Yeah. It was incredible. What? And like since I was in TV production and all that, we had like these top of the line cameras you could have and like soundboards and editing equipment and like awesome. all this stuff so I was like you know, <laughs> I can I can rent these cameras and take it and do this TV show over here and you I know can do anything. I can do anything. We had teleprompters, like super cool. So but you said it's a magnet school, what does that mean? Oh like um it became like an arts magnet school or I guess technology arts and technology. So like kids you would have to test into it. And then kids could come from all over Virginia, a select amount if they were accepted into like, the dental hygiene program or the video program. And so they would be able to come and take classes there. So it's like a specialty school for kids that kind of have an idea of what they want mm -hmm. to do. And like a more focus. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And that, was, that happened my senior year of high school. But um, either way, there was just 
we had great programs. We had really great teachers. Um, and kids who went there did have historically done really well, and that was public school. And then we, like I said, so we moved, I was there my senior year. I was also there my um, freshman and sophomore year. Junior year was the year that my father got stationed down in Florida. So we moved to Florida and um, I immediately saw the difference too in quality of education that I was getting. So, so down in Florida? Yeah, down in Florida. Where was this in Florida? Panama City, Florida. Okay. And so, yeah, it was, I, at that school, I was doing things, I was learning things that I had learned two years before in mm. Virginia. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, and so, obviously, I was bored. Uh, there's, like, lots of things with, that's wrong with that. And they didn't try and, like, move you up because you clearly had already learned this, or? I really knew where to go. Not, like, a, for their opening grade or classes? I was in the honors English, the highest level English. Oh. And I was, like. Oh, this was high school, right? Yeah, so I'm, like. Yep. Right, so this is what I get. Um. Interesting. Yeah, which was also the time I kind of became more removed from school and all the academics and wanting to, there wasn't anything that was motivating me to do anything better. And so that kind of was when I said I kind of went in my little don't know what to do, needed some mentoring. That would have been probably a really good time to have that because. So do you really think that the correlation between the quality of education you're getting I do. directly affected that? I do. It's actually now talking about it. Just, yeah, I think saying it out loud for and really like putting the two together. Yeah, I do. That's interesting. And I'm sure that's a problem for a lot of people that move and have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Or even kids that, I, I don't know, I think even if you stayed somewhere and you're not getting it, you're not being pushed or challenged because there wasn't like a, I mean, I don't know. I just think the quality and being accountable and kids at that age, like I think that as a whole, America could put a little bit more in the education system so that people were, like students were more accountable and this whole teaching to the test thing wasn't such a big deal. And it was, I just, yeah. I think education itself, which is why I think about like Montessori schooling and things like that. And like, instead of us all having to be like this, same thing, like figure out what works for the individual and definitely and make it actually something that works rather than just. Have you are you familiar with how I think Finland and Denmark run their schools? Mm -hmm. It's pretty interesting. They decided to to help us trying to compete with the world. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna try and encourage kids to have fun and figure out what they want, and we're not even gonna test them until they're like sixteen. Mm -hmm. Just. They weren't expecting anything. They just thought, well, at least they'll have a good time. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, so when they ended up starting to test the kids at 16, they were number one in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And their only competitor on that level was, I think, South Korea, where they were like, work, 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 you know. So it's like those two extremes get you there. Yeah. And Amazing. Which I, is kind of what Montessori schooling is a little bit like. Is it? Yeah, like... So what exactly learn, is Montessori like? Learn from what I've gathered from... People that I knew, like adults that are our age that um, did it, and some other people I've talked about it with, like parents who have kids in Montessori, is it's like learning at your own pace, kind of. Like if you, they put you kind of in an open room, and then it's, if all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, you know, I really am going to want to write more. Mm -hmm. And I just am writing, and you want to build something with blocks. They let that happen. That's cool. But then they'll talk to you kind of in a certain way and ask questions and kind of prompt you to like kind of expand on why you're doing things a certain way. Interesting. And then obviously there's certain lessons the day that you do have to, depending on the age level, like age group and stuff that they kind of direct, but it's definitely like a more open, explorative way of, of learning. That's, That's what I've gathered. I like it. I don't know why it was in my head that it was a, a more old school way of teaching, like a little more strict. But I mm -hmm. could be thinking of something completely different. Maybe. <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah. 
You know, I just saw a video on uh, YouTube. There's a this guy who's got a channel called Journeyman.tv, and he's now working with ABC in Australia. But um, really cool guy. He just travels the world and does really good quality uh, reporting. And he found this school in New Zealand, and what they do is they have recess, and they pretty much just do whatever you want. Don't kill each other. You get up a tree, you have to get down. It's all you. Okay. And their incident of um, injury has gone down. Bullying has gone down. Like Self-confidence has gone up. And all these benefits. And like, yeah, liability-wise, that might be a ticking time bomb. But at the same time, I don't, like, stuff just starts appearing on the recent, like, planks of wood and tires and all sorts of stuff just started appearing because kids would bring it. And, and start want, building and doing, like, yeah. creating their own games. Stacking and... them. And it's like, you go there and, like, it would be an American parent's nightmare. It's like, oh, my God, there's what? a nail. There's this. This looks terrible. Kids <laughs> climbing all over the things. But they're actually helping each other. And they're building community instead of being mean. They're like, no, 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 come on. Let's yes. do it. It's not exclusive. Exactly. It's, oh, and I do, and the whole building community is something that I put a lot of value on. Yeah, that's a good, uh, it's something I'm only realizing that's important as an adult. Yeah. Because I didn't really have it as a kid so much. Well, no, because we grew up in a capitalist society, and it's not really like... But I, I don't feel like that's necessarily the hindrance. I, I feel like <laughs> people just... That's my strong opinion. Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I mean, I'm not an expert. Yeah, but... I don't know. Go, but go ahead. What would... it, it just seems like we're, we're just simply too focused on me and mine and this is mine mm -hmm. and that and that yeah you could say it's correlated to capitalism and in a lot of ways it is but at the same time i i think it also has to do with the fact that when everyone immigrated to the u.s because you see it with immigrants all the time like the first generation still has a lot of the values of their old culture right. that's been around for thousands of years right. and the newer generations so they're americans and they're like i don't want anything to do with this, you know, old Hindu religion or whatever, whatever your family came from, and they want to be American, and going right back to America setting an example, like, if we're setting a terrible example in certain aspects, then that's what people are seeing inspiring to be. It takes tradition. Exactly. So that's what I'd like to see. But, I mean, I'm not an expert. I certainly would love to talk to some uh, uh, anthropologists. What's it called? Anthropologists. There it is, anthropologists, or um, anyone else that might have good insight on this. So, if you've got opinions, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so community. What, what do you um, think around here uh, are good little things that you've discovered that help build community? In Atlanta? Mm -hmm. Um, I've, the past couple years, I have been going to the Land Trust. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, the Lake Clare Land Trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's all about that. So Lake Clare Land Trust is this place um, right down the street from where I live. So don't tell me right now. It's great. It's a, basically a community of people who bought this big land, like part of land in Atlanta, and then they built houses and yurts and created a community. Yurts. Yeah, there's some yurts. That's, That's really cool. cool. Yeah. And um, it's like a drum circle space and a pavilion, and um, they have a community garden there. And they grow a lot of food. They grow a lot of food, and they have um, community living there. That's okay. like um, not as expensive. So I know a lot of like younger kids will come and move into the city and stuff, and live there and get. You know, work on in the garden and do other different cool things. So to help compensate for mm -hmm. nice. Okay, so that's a. I've noticed that that's a cool um, part of community here in Atlanta. I go for the sweat lodges. They also have a sweat lodge, which is really I recommend to anyone. So is it like a sauna? It's like a sauna, but it's like a circled around like a lot of spiritual activities when you're in it because you're like purging and getting rid of like things that hold you back, whatever. And it's lots of sweating and chanting and singing. It's a de technically um, a Native American ceremony that's okay. been done for years. And they have one there, and it's led by an amazing man, um, Robert. And I love it. So that that was that's as far as I've kind of dove into that community is just really the sweat lodges. But a lot of the things I've learned there just like hearing people speak, I was like, wow, that's great, and taking it back, and 
applying it to my day-to-day -day life in whether it was work or you know wherever but um that was that's a strong community that i like yeah cool um anything centered around uh, mentoring or helping out that you're aware of um is it like a big sister program or something like there it, there are some of those i don't know if that's yeah, there are some of those. And I actually had a friend who is a big brother for a kid, and I would sometimes go with him and hang out with his friend, his little, his, his little buddy, and that was really cool. Um, and last year, I told you, like, I went and did the, um, went to a soup kitchen and did that during Christmas. And okay. that was cool. That was more just the broad homeless population here in Atlanta and I I'm glad that I did that but I also learned that I don't think that that's necessarily the place that I want to be just around a lot of um, homeless men yeah just with how I, maybe not maybe yeah all by yourself yeah I was just like I don't know if this is I'm glad I did it and I was also glad that I was on the shift and then I that was about to be over and I ended up in the kitchen and just ended up cooking the meals and I was like this is something that's more compatible with my personality and what I want to be doing and ended up having two lovely girls that I worked with that were a couple years younger and ended up doing just talking to them nice. mentoring because I'm older <laughs> you know cooking for the homeless and mentor you know they're asking me questions about what I do and how did I quit doing Because I, I used to smoke and drink and all this stuff, and that they wanted to go on a smoke break, and I was like, I quit, you know? Like, mm -hmm. they were like, Really? How'd you do it? So I, I got to explain how to quit smoking and become oh, healthy, you know, which is not an easy thing to do by any means, but it, it's something that I, I overcome, overcame. So um, it's cool to talk to these girls that you know, about five, six years younger than me, that they're like, I'm going to do that too. And I was like, right on. Good. I like it. Yeah. So, um, that aside, I researched to find ones that catered more to, like, to females. And so I, there's an organization I've got it's saved on the computer and I'm so bad at names. So after this, you're going to have to like do a list of all the things the service talked about. I can't remember the names. <laughs> um, It'll be accredited. Oh, yeah, it'll be like scrolling. <laughs> but there's an organization that um, helps rehabilitate women and children who've been in homes with domestic disturbance. And there's mentoring opportunities if you want to do that and different facets that you can get involved with however you want to. I mean, it can be just donating clothing and things like that. And I'm actually part of this, um, on another note, it's really great web um, or Facebook page called Dream Warriors Opportunity Page and it's um, so what's Dream Warriors? The Dream Warriors is like a group of primarily women throughout the country who kind of connect and talk to each other about this job's opened here you know or this apartment is here and it's really great and it's just a strong community helping each other grow or somebody found like a pet that needs to be adopted or someone's selling shoes or someone's getting rid of art supplies and someone actually posted today and this is you might have seen at the bottom of my stairs that bag of like clothes I think so yeah so those are some things I'm going to donate to a family that one of the girls on one of the women on Dream Warriors posted about a family who needs like some clothing their um, mother had kind of just abandoned them and so they are have been living with their grandparents and yeah, it is rough and so they kind of that she had a, she put a really detailed list of things that they need and what their sizes are so I have a few things that I put together that that will be something that I can do right now and so that's cool but I think nice. that there's plenty of opportunity especially through you know being with the internet to get involved with really anything and everything you want because what I'm finding through researching and toying around with reopening one made yard sale is that everything that I want to be a part of exists or wanted to create people are doing and so it's just like oh cool I can I just board. have to jump on board and 
That's the cool thing that we have, the internet. Yeah, between the internet and just being in a larger city, I'm, I'm sure from living around, you've, you've kind of noticed that there are just some things that come with the city. Mm -hmm. There are some benefits to suburbia mm -hmm. and benefits for rural areas. Yeah. The city has people. Yeah. So that's that's what makes me happy. I, I love people. I love... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, let us talk about the future. Okay. I like the future. I do too. Can... It's exciting. It is exciting. And we get to decide it. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> right here. Right here. On this podcast. This You're is, part of it. Well, yeah. This is the manifestation couch. <laughs> the manifestation quilt. Yes. <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> uh, so, with the future, let's start with what do you what do you see the next five years looking like based on, just in general, mm -hmm. like, let's say Atlanta or the country or the world, like whatever, what do you, what do you see everything looking like? Based on what you've either seen on Facebook, seen on the news, seen wherever, or come to conclusions. I don't watch the news. Um, what is wherever you? So I think, I guess the next five years, I can talk about Atlanta. Um, I can I'll touch on whatever. Um, Atlanta, I think, is growing specifically in the film industry. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting for me, for what I want to do. You're in the right place. Yeah, I'm in the right place at the right time. Um, so I see that to continue to grow, and that makes me excited because um, already it's bringing in a lot more creative people and, nice, and a lot more money to do a lot, a lot more in this city and I think it's a cool city I think there's a lot of people who are hungry for all kinds of changes and it's happening really cool um, you know businesses are opening that are thinking about things a little differently um, like Crom Street Market is opening and like all these different like people who are kind of the innovative are coming here like people who like develop juice that's very innovative mm -hmm. and it's coming out of the south rather than something like san francisco like california yeah, yeah. or new york so it, it kind of makes me proud because um i do have i come from a family that's southern you know and it the south is always a little bit slower on their progressive thoughts and so it's cool to see people thinking about, you know, urban gardens and having them here in Atlanta and thinking about um, the community more like that and how to reach out and be more eco-conscious or how do we do solar panels. Like I hear all these different things more and more that aren't historically things that are talked about in the South necessarily. And so that, it makes me excited that people are, I think in five years from now, there'll be a lot more of all of that. And even like just technology with electronic cars and all that stuff, you see the plugins at the grocery store and yeah. that makes me excited. I like walked out one night and I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Definitely. And so. There's a new one at Atlantic Station too. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's one at the Kroger that I usually go to and I was like, you wait, you're like, what? What are you doing? Like Kroger. Kroger. Nice. I see what you did there. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> front parking lot too. Front yeah. So, um, but yeah. So I think that's kind of how I feel about that. Like I just, I'm excited for my immediate community because this is where I live. It affects me. The people who, the people who I live around are healthier and thinking about these things more than it's gonna affect me and vice versa. So. It's nice to see that. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, how about in the next five years, what do you think we collectively, either the city, the country, the mm -hmm. world, whatever, what do you, from your perspective, think we should focus on? Oh. There's no right answer. I know there's not. I'm like, that's so 
uh, well, ourselves, I think, like, yeah, I think, I mean, there's aspects of me that's probably, like, very idealistic, but focus on, um, everyone, like, if people could focus on doing better for themselves and giving more rather than taking or wanting or being, you know, too hungry rather for things that aren't theirs, you know, I think if people just change their mindset of what's important and like things like that, I feel like a lot of the changes that we'd want to see would just happen. Um, yeah. There's an interesting Wisdom. Song. I think wisdom. there needs to be value placed on like wisdom and value placed on education and health and things like that because I think that it's like it goes back to if you take care of that thing yourself and if you take care of the people around you then they can go off and take care of others and it's like the domino effect that it mm -hmm. reaches out so, I'm not someone who necessarily prescribes to world peace but because we're human that's not going to be achievable but I do think that there's like a synergy that we could create and I think it starts with for sure educating and things like that. All right. Um, there's a... Uh, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> I'll think of it later. Okay. Um, I can go on my list of names. The, yeah. Think the thought. He thought. <laughs> that occurred it slipped. this time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, I like to wrap these up with a, a light note. Okay. So, the light note is, what does Sarah Vess want to do in the next five years? What does Sarah Vess want to do? I want to do, like, a million things, and that's always what what's, the, what's achievable to make happen. But I um, want to act. I want to... Um, I think that actors and people who are creative they put themselves in a position to be very influential. And so I want to continue that because it's like what feeds me creatively. And I want it to be something that inspires people and live a life. I want to live the life doing other things that's healthy through eating well and taking care of myself that inspire people to, to do that as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So totally. live my dream, but also create an empire of health and well-being and light. An empire. Like an empire. It. I want to build an empire of um, personal power and doing that for myself, like I said, is the first thing and then mm -hmm. help others do the same. Um, so that next five years I'm going to write a script. I'm going to make a movie, possibly an episodic. Maybe do this t-shirt company and help some nonprofits, mentor some kids. Follow me. Hopefully fall in love. Everything. All the things. All the things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good deal. And get a puppy. You want to get a puppy? Yeah. On oh, a yeah. more simple level. Throw it on. Uh, I want to get a puppy. <laughs> yeah. So, Is yeah. Fun? Any particular type of puppy? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. Yes, they're so cute. I love the underbite. They're a little slow. <laughs> they look like Ewoks. Okay. These are the reasons. So those are some of the things. Those are some like. high quality reasons. I like it. They're so freaking cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I want to do. Well, wonderful. Um, that's it. Anything you'd like to... Um, Oh, do you have a website or, or maybe a, um, something you've worked on recently? I have um, an acting website, which is sarahbess.com. No H. S-A-R-A-B-E-S-S. -S. And that's right now what's going on. Um, I have a couple of episodes and films, but everything's primarily on there. So if you go on there, you can kind of see cool. what's going on in your life. If you want to get more in contact with Sarah Bess, check it out, her website. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. So thank Perfect. you so much for being on. Thank you. So fun. Yeah. yeah.
Had fun. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next time.